Hello and welcome to the Free Midfield Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children, and one at birth was confined to a wheelchair, and the other two discovered food, have their say on the Premier League. Uh, this is our very first episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. For our first podcast, we'll be discussing the season that has just been part, has just passed, how all teams have done, and where some teams need to improve. We'll go from A to Z, so uh, we'll be starting with Arsenal. Darren, Michael, my name is Kale. The, we are your hosts. Uh, what are your views on the Arsenal season last year? Um, I think Arsenal did all right. Um, they did well to retain their break up, but I, I don't think they progressed massively, although their fans clearly have to give a trophy at the end of the season. No, I, I don't think Arsenal did all right. I think they did what they do usually. They won the trophy, they won the FA Cup again. To be fair, they won it against a poor Villa side, but they did beat some good sides on their way there, so that was good. But um, <laughs> there's no progress, in my opinion. No progress. They've got a good squad now. They look to be signing good players in the summer, hopefully, for their benefit, because if they don't improve, Chelsea will improve, other teams will improve around them that are looking for the, to go for the title. And they've progressed one position in the league, I'm not sure if they'll progress again if they don't buy well or improve well. But they've got a good squad. They've got a good base. They've got good defenders. They've got good midfielders. A very good midfield, actually. Very, very good midfield. Probably one of the best in the league. Strike force is very weak. They need a defensive midfielder. Should be all right. All right, let's, uh, let's, break, the, let's break the season down. So, third place, FA Cup. Another big sign in, in, in the um, sense of, uh, in the name of uh, Alexis Sanchez, who's added to... Uh, the other big sign from the previous year of uh, Mr. Ozil. Why do you think it was such a, a poor season for Arsenal and Arsenal fans? I think he's probably less poor, more mediocre or truth type. Uh, I think it's probably what he means more. No, 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 I, th- I think more Arsenal fans will tell you the same old, same old. Because if you talk to most Arsenal... I mean, winning two trophies on the bounce is not the same old, same old. No, no, but you, know, you talk to Arsenal fans, you talk to Arsenal what they want. Ask them what they want. They think too Are they much. asking too much of Arsenal Wenger? They're not asking too much because they. this is not a club that's never won the Premier League before. It's a club that's building up to build a team to win the Premier League. This is a team that has won the Premier League. They've won a league going the whole season on This isn't the same team, though. This it's not the same team, but they, they've had the manager that... Also, those the players, Premier League is a lot better now than it was no. back then. But, yeah, but you have to understand, the manager has built a squad more than capable enough back in the day, so he knows what kind of team he has to build. He's, he... Arsene Wenger's a manager that evolves with time. He revolutionised the English game in the first place with his, the way he brought um, the type of football Arsenal play now. So Football and fitness regime. Exactly. So, uh, it's just a case of, you always say Arsenal always nearly there, but they don't sign the players that will get them over. Exercises was a fantastic signing. So they still needed another defensive midfielder. That's where to get, to co- get Coquelin back before they made that progression to third place or find that player but they still need another DM because Cochrane is good but he's not top class good and they need to strike there is a there's a like there's a very very big lack of top class in the market anyway it's a problem so isn't it better off to home loan like Arsenal it's a problem but how long is it taking for for them to for Wenger to give him a chance Maybe he wasn't good enough. They gave Prince Pogba a chance a few years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, but, yeah. but he proved to not be good enough. Cockland had they, they, they went for a, that's that's because they went for a, a period of when they moved from the stadium and they didn't have a lot of the money to spend. And they, I mean, look at the squad. They had Shamak and Nelson and 
that wasn't gonna that they had a transitional period there. What I'm what I'm trying to say right now is as much as there's a lack of defensive midfielders, there are better defensive midfielders out there than Cockland. What I'm trying Cochrane to say is a good player. Adding add him keeping the squad, add one more player in that position, and then bring in a pure striker that gets you at least twenty five goals in a season. Giroud, I don't like his criticism. He's a good striker. He gets twenty four, especially for the price that he's put for. It's a very good signing. We need to add one more top class striker in there to help him because when he's injured, Walcott isn't always hundred percent fit. Remember, we always have to remember that he's had a major injury, so he may not stay in these little niggling injuries. One more striker, one more defensive midfielder, possibly another def- uh, centre back, possibly. But you have to give Gabriel a chance. He hasn't been given that proper chance yet. And the goalkeeper, they've been linked with Czech. That'd be a great signing if they sign Czech. They're halfway there. What I was trying to say regarding Cochrane is he's had loan to loan spells at Freiburg and Charlton. Those are his like his most recent loan spells. Nobody expected him to come through the way he has. Oh no! So his his credit does need to be given to Arsenal for uh, yeah, taking yeah. the chance on their yeah, uh, and they've been vindicated in doing so. Uh, credit credit to that. When you've got credit to that, but you, you can't name need. more than five. Very, very good defensive midfielders in the market. Well, one of them. You weren't likely to go one to. One, one of them was very one of three, but then he went to Juventus. So, yeah, Cadera. Yeah. You've got the um, defensive midfielder from um, Sevilla. You've got Lars Bender. Lars That's, Bender, I don't think, has progressed as half as much as he, people thought he would. But he's better than Cochrane. I can guarantee you that one. Sven Bender's out there. Again, hasn't so hasn't progressed half as much but as people he's better. thought he would. I'm not, I'm not saying. Look for the, the world class. World class, in my in my opinion, world class isn't easy to find because in my opinion, there's only two defensive midfielders I see as world class, and that's Matic and Busquets. You're not signing them from Chelsea and Barcelona. Just sign someone very good that can rival Coquelin or is better than him, and give Coquelin. But just give yourself a backup option because Arsenal don't like depth. That depth in the the wrong areas that they need to improve. But why try and sign this 27 year old Bender twin? When you've got a young French defensive midfielder well, who's doing not, well in not, not, I don't, I don't buy that young thing anymore. He's not young anymore. Yeah, but he's much younger than the Bender twins. He's not, that, he's not that much younger though. They're twenty-seven. He's he's about twenty-four now. Is he? Yeah. Copeland is twenty-four. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't buy into that young I thing anymore. I still prefer if he's great. Yeah, he's he's got time to reach his peak, so he's going to improve. But Arsenal want to win the league. It's better to get someone else in his peak now. Just, if he just hit his peak at twenty-seven, he's got a good five years. Okay, so what essentially we are saying is that Arsenal are going to have an interesting uh, transfer window this year. Another team that's going to have an interesting transfer window this year is Aston Villa. Whether this will be whoever's coming in or who's going out, we are going to... I mean, where, where, do, you, where do you guys think Benteke is going to fit, um, end up? Just news recently has come out that he's not signed a new deal with, um, with Villa. It'll be really interesting to see who they can come in to replace him. Would that be a major transfer going out? Or, 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 or it's if they sell him now or they let him go for free later. Will that affect the, the goals? That, um, of course it will. But Teke decided to score towards the end because the transfer window was coming and because Chin Sherwood knows how to get the best out of strikers who are feeling sorry for themselves at the time. So I can't why you're at Tottenham. But the thing with Chin Sherwood is he he flatters to deceive. He's very much high-end of like from what I've seen of him. Um, I don't think he's the best English manager in the league. I think Gary Monk is by far 
I do also worry about Villa's transfer policy. They've had really bad transfer dealings barring Benteke, um, um, Brad Guzan and Rundlar for a few years now. Uh, and they've had players that they brought in, came in with a lot of promise, but just didn't work out, like Jaws Acore. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go down um, next season. Because I don't see them being able to replace the goals that Benteke is going to give them. I, I, I don't know if Benteke will leave, though. He's just said that he won't sign a new contract. Yeah, but it depends on... Obviously, yeah, that's, that's true, but it depends on if someone's going to buy him. Uh, I think I think Liverpool, isn't it? Liverpool would buy him. Interested in him. Liverpool would buy him. Spurs are interested as well. But they have to pay... It depends on whether they want to pay 20, 32 point five million. That's, that's the market, though, isn't it? That's the minimum risk fee, so... It depends on whether they want to bid that. See, but then, it, if he does go... That, who, then, who are Villa really going to bring in that's that, going to that, give that, him the goal? That's, that's the issue. Charlie they, Austin isn't going to go need there. To, they need to keep him. They have to find a way to keep him, one way or another. But I don't Ball entice him, though. I'm pretty sure 17th and 38 points isn't what Benteke wants. He, he, uh, he's a striker that demands he wants European football. European football. Yeah, he wants European football. But I, think he's, got, uh, I think he's got a bit of Lukaku syndrome. I think they both think that they're a lot better than they actually are at this current moment in time. Benteke, barring the last six or seven weeks of the season, had a horrible season. The, the, the reason why I wouldn't... And I get your point, but the reason why I wouldn't give those two the comparison is just because I Lukaku's had bigger chances at better clubs. Benteke has not had the chance at a top club just yet. The, if he makes the oh, move, when it comes to history, I would say Aston Villa is a top club. Would, wouldn't you say? Yeah, when it comes to history, uh, they're one of the bigger yeah, clubs. Yeah, 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 history. Yeah, now, I mean, comparing quality yeah. and, of teams yeah, right but now. If, you, if you're looking at the teams that Benteke is linked with, he's not going to do well at Liverpool. They don't play to his strengths. If Aston Villa are playing to his strengths, they're getting the ball we, in the box. Uh, yeah, Liverpool want to be ball players. They want to play from the back. Look, we, uh, we can't guarantee that because. Like for example, people say stuff about like for example about him Sterling or the best place for him to stay at Liverpool because he he'll develop better there. There's no guarantee that he wouldn't develop at a better club, or not a better club. That's a that's the wrong word, but a different club. He just if he does if they do get a, a bid that match that minimum release fee, he's out. He is gone because only clubs in Europe are the teams that will bid that, and he'd run there because he wants to play in Europe. That's his ambition. If he doesn't do well there, then that's that. But. I'd say let's see him get the chance at a better club and with more quality around him where he'll probably get more chances. If he can stay fit, get goals, good for him. If it doesn't work out, then that's that. Benteke is only just one player in the Aston Villa team, though. Um, a few rising stars, or one one of the main ones is obviously Jack Grealish. Uh, uh, Fabian Delph played really well. Um, kind, Sort of really well this year. He, he, was, he was all right. Fabian Delph is no spring chicken. Now, I remember when Martin Hill brought him in for Villa from Leeds for about seven million, and he didn't play for that year because he got injured long term. He's he's a late bloomer, but he's another one who's getting glances from other teams. Um, this season for Villa is as much about who they're going to bring in with, as to who they can keep hold of because they just don't see them being able to replace Benteke and Delph with the quality those two players. It seems like they're about to lose Rovla because yeah, he doesn't want to sign a new contract. And that's a big loss for me. And to be fair, Villa's backline has been suspect since for a long time anyway. The they used to have Alpine and Martin Dawson. The, now the, they have George Okore and Rob Lau. The owner, the owner doesn't seem to want to invest. He wants to sell the club. So if they don't buy anyone this summer, then yeah, to be honest, I, I see them going down as well. Yeah. yeah certainly during the season that that came about where Tony Adams was 
one of the front runners for, for buying Villa as a part of a conglomerate. Um, so he's um, 17th FA Cup final. Tim Sherry did a was obviously did a better job than uh, Paul Lambert. That's that that's for certain. I mean, they can be happy with the, the way their season ended, but I wouldn't be too optimistic if I was a Villa fan next year. If you look at the way Villa performed when they were mathematically safe, yeah. Look at the the way the team just capitulated against Southampton was was. They've, they've, ridiculous they've got a long way to yeah. go they've got a long way to the, go the way they stayed up was similar to the sort of the whole um, thing with Sunderland yeah. with the whole new manager they, new regime better players want to play for the manager just to keep cement their spaces yeah. and some players will so you really, for sales you believe Sherwood will turn into the next Decanio I know I think um, Sherwood will I, I, I think Sherwood will I don't have an opinion on Sherwood so that's, that's I don't personally I believe that. I, think, I think Sherwood will spend quite a bit of money on players that aren't really good enough and it's just going to prove to be Villa's detriment. I don't really trust him on spending a lot of money. And I don't think the chairman would. So he has to. But Villa haven't spent well in so long. So whoever is in charge of their transfer policy, whether it be like a, a board of people that they do at Liverpool and Southampton, or whether it be just a manager, have to make sure that whoever they get in is decent enough and good enough, not just... Like for ability, but tactically and leadership wise, because we don't have a, a like a dearth of leaders. I mean, hopefully he's leaving to manager just because at the end of the day, he's the, man, he's the one that manages the club, the squad, and he's the one that picks the players. So hopefully he, he picks them, and then obviously they can go from there and see if he's not doing well. Then he made the wrong signings. Then they know what to do from there. But I, I would not trust the board's decision. But if the board signs players that you don't want, I mean, it could be an issue. Villa signed Carl Skill, and weeks within Selwood getting him he'd just not been seen just not been yeah. seen he's Scott good. Sinclair was brought in and he's had a bit part role in a team where he surely should be starting every week so I really I like it, it's it, difficult it, to see it, it could it could be a, yeah that's true but it could be a case of maybe they're not training well I mean anyway, he picks the squad so whatever he feels comfortable with anyway, it worked out for him the last end of the, end yeah. of the season so obviously what he chose worked out brilliantly for the club and so we'll see what happens but yeah, I, th- I don't think it'll start. I think Villa can be happy with where this season ended, but they should be careful and wary for next season. One team that won't be happy with the way their season ended, but they will be happy with parachute payments, is uh, Burnley. Manager Sean Dyche stays at the, um, managed to uh, keep his job at the club. The uh, board seem to be happy with the way Dyche is uh, running the, the club. How do you think their season went? And how happy would they be with the position they finished in? Despite being relegated, I think they can be happy. They, they proved there were no mugs in the Premier League. We have the result against City. And the two, over, two good results. They were yeah. overall trying and decent performances. And the, the, the fact that they, they were no mugs, even though they were game last, they were no mugs at all. What this has done, though, for Burnley is given them long-term stability. I believe that they'll be probably like a yo-yo club for a few years, what you know, West Brom used to be for a while. Um, I think... Within the next five to ten years, though, there will be a fixture in the Premier League team. I think they're, they're going in the right direction. I think that they um, they're going to keep the majority of their players because they they um, they showed a lot of faith in them going up. I mean, Danny Ings has gone to Liverpool, but there's a, a lot of good strikers out there that are good at the Championship level that they can bring in. They've still got Sam Vokes, who's got that Championship level. I think they'll be fine in the in the Championship, but I think they should. Look back at this season with happiness 
and with their head held high, which as patronising as it sounds, they've done fantastically well for what they've done and what they spent. So I think everybody in Burnley should be happy, and I think they've got one of the better English managers at the moment in Sean Dyche, so they should do everything that they can to keep hold of them. Yeah, they, they overachieved and get into the Premier League in the first place, so they did well for themselves. Uh, they give good accounts to the Premier League. I just think if they do call it to the Premier League again, they just need to sign maybe one or two more technically better players just because they had a lot more grafters in maybe the more attacking areas. Like areas. George Boyd and yeah, like that. Rather than players that actually have... And that's not saying they don't have, they don't have ability. They do have ability, obviously. That's why they played the Championship and they played in the Premier League. But just players that are technically better, those players that give you that better end product. So if they, so if they had strike a lack in those left, he's done well, good return off, I think 12 goals in the league. Mm. That's decent. So just better players maybe around that area just to help out and get more goals. And then, yeah, but no, they, they, they give a good account of themselves. They, they tried hard. And yeah, it was, it was good to see. They had a good philosophy of football as well. And yeah, very good philosophy. A team with a manager who has a history of not having a very good, uh, not very attractive philosophy of uh, Crystal Palace with uh, Tony Pulis at the helm. Not even anymore, I take that back. It's, uh, as you know, a, ma- a manager without, not really with a good uh, uh, attacking philosophy is um, Alan Bardry, even though he's a, he's a club hero. Um, how, how did the season end? 10th in the league? 48 I, I, points? I, I like Adam Pardew. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, think I'm, I think that was a bit harsh, to be honest. It's a bit harsh, not really. Yeah, no, the, the, this, this, the, the reason why, I, I mean... He took over from one of my favourite managers in, in there. <laughs> yeah. no, you know, people, 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 I think, are too harsh on him. And I'll, I'll go back to when he started the season at Newcastle. It's too harsh, but he, he sort of brings it on himself with the, with the, yeah. the, the clownish acts yeah, that, that he performs yeah, during, he, he, during the a, season. He's a bit of an idiot. Know him wrong, but... He's pious as an idiot. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I go back to when you started the, the season at Newcastle. They Newcastle have not had a great season for a number of years now, obviously. But when he left them, they were, I think, ninth, eighth, yeah. ninth. Oh, they were safe. They were very, yeah, they were very <laughs> much yeah. safe. They were safe. And then they, he left. And, I mean, first of all, John Carver is not a manager. I don't know where his whole best coach in the Premier League thing is. He's not even a, we'll he's we'll not discuss a Newcastle. We'll but there. that decline, and then you saw how Crystal Palace... Came up. See, when he when he went there, people said, "Oh, is Alan Pardew going to do all this?" Tony Pierce brought a brand of football that you know, Tony, Tony Pierce plays um, a certain way for it his clubs. He keeps it, you up. Yeah. But Pardew came in, changed the game, their style a little bit. Made them a bit more of a fast kind of attacking team. He remembered that Balassi and Zaha, keeping Zaha at the Premier League was a great, yeah. great, great signing. The emergence of Jason Pardew as well Jason this Pardew, season. He's exactly. had a fantastic yeah. season. I don't, I don't know why he's not getting to the English squad, but I'm but not going to say anything there. That's another day. Um, no, Palace were fantastic for me, especially under Pardew. Yeah. Especially under Pardew, and they got some great results. Not so just, the thing is, not just their attacking players. Like Scott Downs had a really good season. Yeah, he's had a very good season. Scott Downs had a really good season. And they've, they've done well this season without being getting back throughout the, throughout the course of their whole season because it was away at the Asian Cup as well. Uh, and uh, I think he's one of their better players as well. They've uh, done really well throughout this year. I'll tell you what, I think Pardew buys well. Yeah, he does buy well. He buys well. He buys very well. Criticism of where he's been before and all that is not justified on him. And he's done well for Crystal Palace and I think they'll be very, very good next season. Although, Top one, half finish in my opinion. One thing for me personally, I don't know how much higher Palace can go. They can probably, I reckon they've got like a couple more, like, I but think 
probably the, the, the highest point for me at the moment as a Premier League team without serious, serious investment is probably 99. But to be fair, so not far from the peak in my opinion. To be fair, right now, because of the money being thrown around in the Premier League and the billions of going around, they have was shown to be the, I think, the most 30th most valuable club in terms of how much money they've got right now. So a club like Palace, that is good for them. And they run their club very, very well. They've had what debt a long time ago. They cleared it out. They built this club up very, very slowly and gradually. And now they're in the Premier League. They've established themselves as a Premier League club within, I think, two seasons. They've been here three seasons. So next season, I think they'll push on. If they sign well, they keep their key players because I know Balassi's yeah, going to be sought after. Yeah. But they they're making nice, sizes at any point yeah. and it does a decent season. Exactly, yeah, plus they don't want to victimise Lovren anymore. So, you know, save Lovren, bring a Balassi, that's what they're probably doing. But anyway, um, no, hopefully Palace can keep their players, bring in maybe a few more, not too much, just more to add to the squad so you have more depth, good players, and I think they'll finish in the top half, in my opinion, if they play well. My criticism of Alan Pardew might have been right. But apparently it was, it was uh, unf- uh, unf- unfair. No, everyone's allowed their opinion. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. allowed their opinion. That's though. what makes all so good. But yeah. you're, not, you're not right about Pardew. But okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm still going to say he's the class clown. But we're going to go from a class clown to a media genius in uh, Jose Mourinho and Chelsea. Uh, yeah. Chelsea champions. They ran away with it in, mean, in the, in the, in the end of the year. There's very little you can say to criticise their domestic form. Yep. They were they but they won the league. Won the league and a league cup. Is that good for Chelsea? That's yes, that's, that's comfortable. The only the only the only criticism you can have for Chelsea this year has been their European form. But the thing the fact of the matter is they walked the league and they won the thing is I feel like they won the league on their first game. The oh, first yeah. game yeah, yeah, yeah. they had this in just gone. It was like shit. I remember they're gonna go and beat them. They're gonna do the invincible. The fact we got passed to uh Schoenau, you everyone was just like, Yeah, we're in big, big trouble. Big, big trouble. And they, they walked away with it. It was, it was very easy yeah. for them. Chelsea won the league at 80%. The criticism, the criticism of them playing, uh, I guess, boring. I, I did the whole, you know... Inverted commas. Inverted commas thing. Boring football. Thank you. Thank you. Lost, lost my words there. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, they didn't have to excel or play at a high speed tempo after that they, they've won the league so what do you want to do I don't do even want... think they're boring they've got over 100 goals or something that's stupid like, they've scored, a scored lot. 73 they've scored 73 goals only, less than City only, apparently only City has scored more but only City. City they scored more but they conceded more they didn't so win the league so I, I find it that. I find it almost baffling to hear that the team that's, that's that scored the second amount of goals is, is boring they, listen People will criticize Chelsea. They went transfer window something that summer. They went. They bought players when they thought they needed to improve. They, they done it really quickly. Well. They sold really well. They sold Luis for fifty million. I don't know how they pulled that off. They did it well. They sold Sherlock in January for about thirty something million. Perfect. They built. Um, they brought in Fabregas and Costa. Where two places where they need to improve. One top box to box slash playmaker slash where Fabregas is a ruthless striker. Got the goals. They won the league to a penalty. No one can criticise them. The thing is, they, they, too won, they won the league at a counter when Diego Costa had injury problems in the second half of the season. Exactly. Imagine if he was fully fit from the start. Exactly. But that is the second half of the season that most people talk about with this Chelsea side. The first half of the season was fantastic. Playing swift football is really beautiful. Fabregas was the was was the playmaker. Everything ran through him. The problem was the second half of the season after the after the Tottenham defeat in the uh, Christmas period. That's when they started to be a bit more laid back, a bit more uh, defensive minded. Do do they need do they what what 
what was the re- the main reason for uh, that run of form where they ju- it just didn't seem Keep like the Chelsea consolidating the league. I mean, even even the Invincibles played ugly when they needed to. That's what you do when you win leagues. Yeah, Every get, team has they, to do they, that. They, they to just win the, the league, so by any means necessary, to be honest. And that, they, that's what they did. So, fair play to you as Mourinho, fair play to Chelsea. And I reckon they'll win it again next year. Uh, I, I wouldn't be so sure yet. I, I reckon. I, I wouldn't be so sure yet. But obviously, they're going to they're gonna sign two or three top quality players as the squads. I want to wait until, like, not until the window's finished, but until nearly two or three days before the season starts, just, just to see where everyone is and then compare. But Chelsea still do have the strongest squad. Uh, the strongest starting 11, especially. So, see how that goes. Strong starting 11, uh, exactly. Same goes for Everton even though they didn't really show it this season. Strong starting 11, but when it comes to the uh, other... other 12, 13 players. 12, 13 players that needed uh, to show up this season. They really didn't, especially when it came to the Europa League. Finished 11th under Roberto Martinez, who finished, I think it was their highest, uh, in their, not the highest position, but with the highest points tally they did, they've ever done in the previous season. What happened to Everton this year? I mean, I think you're a bit harsh on the Europa League exploits. I mean, Lukaku ended the, t- the, the league World Cup with the highest goal scorer in the league. Um, they did very well. They, look, they, I feel like if you're going to give the Europa League a go, which I believe that all English clubs should do, you should be ready to sacrifice a couple of points and a couple of places in the league. But for teams like Everton, I don't think that's a massive deal. I, 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 I'm, I'm not... I'm not I, wasn't, I wasn't too... But Martinez confuses me because, okay, I'll be honest, I've never been his biggest fan, but I think he's a good manager. But where he played certain players, very, very much confused me. Like Lukaku coming in from the right, or Barkley playing a more defensive role, or it, it seemed, I don't know. I'm not sure about Everton this season. Everton didn't seem the way Everton have been, well, were in his, his first season there. You know, are so much better. I don't know if that's because. Did add enough to the squads or what to Lukaku? Well, Lukaku, you you were saying earlier that he, he played well in the uh, Europa League. Yes, that that's finished. Um, because I have a first or second when it came to a goals tally. But it was it was his in league form that really declined during that during the last I mean, season. He he believes his own hype because he he paid he got paid. I think it was was it thirty two million they thought they bought it for twenty eight sorry my bad twenty eight million they bought it for. He had a very good season on loan, no pressure. He came to the club and he didn't excel. And now he's still come out of nowhere saying, I want to play in Europe. Well, he haven't performed well enough for a club to be attracted. Is, he, is he a better loan striker than a striker? I, 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 I don't know if that's a thing. I don't think it's a system. I, I, just, I, just, I just think that he had a poor season, but it also comes down to service as well. I don't think... You've got players like Morales. Morales is a very good player, don't get me wrong, but he's very, very selfish. He's so, so selfish. The only player that seems to be able to help or look for an assist is Nathan Baines and probably Leon Osman. Leon Seamus Osman, Seamus Coleman, no Seamus Coleman as well, but Seamus Coleman puts in the goals. Well, that's why I like about. It. I, I think Seamus Coleman is more. He he doesn't assist as much, but at least he tries to create chances. I'll give him that. Did you say he was their best player this year? 
I don't know who the best I, player I, was. I think, I think Everton <laughs> had that weirder season. I don't think you can say X player was their I, best I, season. Yeah, I, I, don't, I actually don't know who the best player was. They'll probably just give it to John Stones just because they had a breakout season. As, again, yeah, the, as I was about to say, I think it surprised me how well, how much they sort of, wouldn't, I wouldn't say relied on, but how important he's become to that team so quickly because he had a, um, had a long period out after being injured against Manchester United. And that coincided with their dip in form. Obviously, Sylvan Distan isn't... Isn't the, a defender that he was. He's a defender he used to be. But you've got players who really should be stepping up to the mark. Um, you've got players like the, the Down Gibsons and players like that who come in when there's injuries to the team but haven't really taken that team up to the next level. Um, well, players that they, that they do have, and who they have been playing more this season, who I hope they play more of, is Mohamed Besic. He wins the ball back a lot. He's always he's a very good tackler of the ball. It's just the only issue with him sometimes he's a bit of a yellow card waiting to happen. But I also feel Everton's biggest problem was not sticking to positions for players. As touched on previously, um, yeah, obviously Ross Barkley was Ross shifted Barkley. around from left to right to deeper midfield to just as a striker. The season where he broke out, coincidentally, Lukaku's best season for Everton was... Lukaku up top with Barkley behind. That's part of the team you don't mess with. Oh, that should stay like that. Hopefully, that's what they need to do. Hopefully they do better. I mean, they're looking to sign uh, Delefeu on a f- uh, permanent deal now. Three million, which I think would be a fantastic yeah. signing. So keep him there. Keep uh, Lukaku in the middle. I Personally, I think Mirage is off. I think he'll be sold. I don't know who to. Maybe Tottenham. Maybe abroad. But... Uh, Delefeu one we're going to think if they should try and make Aaron Lennon play with it as well they if they that. should get both of those two out wide they should try that. Those, those four players they just leave them to do their own I, thing I, I think he knows his time's up at Tottenham I don't think he's going to get a chance so I think he should try and get that deal done as well and hopefully I, I say hopefully for every club but I want every club to do well essentially. I don't like to watch teams do poorly but you know it's not been nice to see everyone do poorly but uh, no, let's, let's see how they get on the season they, they're far off from the teams that finished yeah. fifth and sixth though very this far. is why I believe that Very far. when players are in the Europa League and when teams are in the Europa League, they need to change their attitude, their attitude towards it. They yes. need to go for it because look, look that's at, their opportunity. Look at Sevilla and see how they're excelling now and they're in the Champions League now. So if your team's not making fit, if not to make a top four, you win the Europa League, get to the Champions League. That's another incentive yeah. added for you now. So and that's European football that so many players want. Everton have a small squad. Bolster that squad. Try for the Europa League. Yeah. Be, well, they can't get the try for the Europa League season, can they? But, you know. That's try, what they should be heading try, try for. Again, try again in the future. Two seasons' time, they should be heading for the Europa League. That's what they need to be going for. Yeah, if it does succeed, try, try, try again. I think that's how the saying goes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump to Leicester now. Very weird season for Leicester. A bit of miscommunication between the board uh, when it came to Nigel Pearson sacking and then rehiring just a few days after, or maybe f- I think it was a few hours. Yeah. To be honest with you. Nigel Pearson's a scary man. I would be the guy who has to try and say he's sacked. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely a very scary man. Is he the man for the Leicester job this uh, next year though? Yeah. Cool. Without doubt, they really did well this season, and he pulled off probably the shrewdest signing of the Premier League, which is Esteban Cabiaso, and from. A romantic side of football. Personally, I'd love him to stay again. He was one of the biggest um, successful stories in the Premier League. It was how well he played. Um, and 
he gave Leicester that experience, that know-how, even though he'd never really been in the Premier League before, gave him that experience to go through the tough times. Uh, up until um, their resurgence, the last third of the season, it seemed like their only highlight was going to be the 5 3 against United, um, where they played fantastically well. But, you know, the other team had its own faults, but we'll get to that. Um, I do believe that, though, they need to spend wisely this season coming because the second season is always harder for these teams that have stayed up because people are now privy and wise to their talents. I also believe that players like Schlupp and Albrighton, these players that really contributed to this and doing well, are going to have their eyes on the ball. Uh, Albrighton had a breakout season with Villa a few years ago. It never really happened for him after that. We're going to see if how 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 good he is with people's eyes on him when he comes to Leicester. Same with Schlupp, who's he's been very direct, very fast, very good winger, but end product is incredibly questionable. I'd like to see how well uh, Laura and um, Cranbridge do. Laura had a fantastic start the season. Big, strong guy, good in the air. Good in the box, but the second half he just dissipated. And Kramaric never really got amongst the goals. They paid quite a bit of money for him. So next season will be a true test of Leicester's character. But I do believe Nigel Pearson is the guy to lead them. He's done a fantastic job. He's kept them up. That's all you want from a team that's promoted from the Championship to Premier League. They certainly have a few good key players. Uh, Kesper Schmeichel, Esteban Cambia. So will, will he stay or not? That's, that's the main question. Um, Ujoa, Varney. Vardy, even. Um, will he be able to keep them? Or will they I, I don't think go to bigger teams? I, I don't think you know, their players are sought after. I just think they need to bolster the defence a little bit. And then... Although the standing of Robert Hoof definitely did help them um, stay up. Yeah, that was, that was a good uh, signing. Premier League experience. Just bolster that defence a little bit. I think they'll be okay. But it depends on... Uh, there will be another relegation fight. It depends on how the other teams coming up improve. Because... Uh, Watford, Norwich and Bournemouth play good football they have good sides so we'll see how that goes we'll see how that goes uh, certainly a team that looked suspect in defence early in the season another team that looked suspect in defence and probably still is suspect in defence is Liverpool raised a few smiles from uh, people in the studio here how did they go how did, how did their season finish Gerard, obviously the player to leave Suarez the year before another key player um, I believe that Liverpool's season after the AFC Wimbledon game stopped being about Liverpool and started being Gerard's farewell tour that's, that's just what it felt like it, uh, towards the end it felt like oh it didn't matter as long as Stevie G got in the goals yeah, Liverpool always have a, find a way to sort of romanticise their season even when they've been poor that's, that's just how they overachieved last season because they had without a doubt at that time the best striker in the world period probably still now to be honest so um they as soon as he left and then Sturridge um obviously he got injured a lot unfortunately for him so they depended on Sterling putting Sterling up front I, I never really 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 understood that he decision. proved against Man United that he just can't finish oh well, it, was, it, was, it was a case of he's quick so let's put him up front let's see how it works it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that in football anymore that's, that's, that's just how you play that's not how you play a I do believe a lot of Liverpool's failings are Brendan Rodgers' fault I believe that he set his team out wrong I believe he's trying to be too clever this season well, Liverpool's he, team Liverpool's team are screaming 
4231. He, he, rates, he, he rates himself way too highly in the sense that he pretty buys. The, first of all, his transfer, his transfer record is shocking. Apart from, I think he did buy Sturridge. Um, yeah, he bought Sturridge. He bought Sturridge. Uh, he bought Coutinho. Emery Chan, I think. Emery Chan, he took your slow, but now he's proven that he's very good. Three out of, I think, he spent himself, it's 200 something million. That's three players that's done well out of 200 something million. That is extremely poor. Liverpool have a long way to go now before they can start thinking about top four because they were challenging still uh, mediocre United and uh, Arsenal's had that's improved massively, especially with the Sadio Sanchez. They were going to catch City or Chelsea. Those two were doing something else before Chelsea ran off completely. They've just got a long way to go. They have to sign better players. But I tell you what's a mistake. When you have a striker like Suarez who, forget about quality, He's someone that runs right. He wants for the you team. You need to get somebody you, of that same ilk. Yeah, you've got. And you sign a player that is very, very different to that. Very different to the, especially got, to the way your team play. You've got players like Vieto who've now gone off to Atletico Madrid, who would have been perfect for Liverpool. They were the players, the two strikers that would have not been perfect replacement, but I guess would have been good for them are Vieto and Dybala, and they've both gone to where they Juventus and uh, Atletico. So, and Mazzucchi's just just gone for very very cheap to Juventus so that's three very good strikers off the market already it's going to be hard especially because they finished fifth competing with teams in the top four to sign strikers they want Firmino Firmino's also waited by United it's going to be difficult uh, they wanted to pay they want Baka Baka's also waited by teams in the top four and other teams and also Europe. Severe now in the Champions League, so, the Champions League. so even if he wants to leave he said he wants to leave but it's not by fault he's not going to put in a transfer request completely because have a way he's playing in Champions League. I so do think Liverpool can do one thing that will um, that will help their season automatically. It's just their team, their team shouldn't be playing three at the back. Their team is a four three three or four two three one team. You put a midfield with Emery Chan in the middle. Well, they need to buy a better centre back than Sacco in my opinion. Well, I think it's better off playing your centre backs and centre backs. Oh no, 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 no. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm just saying that they should do that. But they have to buy better defenders yeah. because. Skirtle doesn't look like he's signing a new contract. He he does uh, news in the press that he's signing a new contract and he came out and he angrily refused refuted those claims. Now, that doesn't sound to me like a player that's extremely happy where he is right now. I I didn't I heard that with um, Skirtle, it wasn't the fact that he didn't want to stay. It was the fact that he wasn't happy with the type of offer Liverpool gave. That, that's that's happening with a lot of players at that club as well. They also started to certainly a, a few problems. Um... They've been looking really suspect at right back. Uh, Glenn Johnson, John Flanagan, Mankio. Mankio. I don't think they're top quality. They're not Premier League quality um, right backs. Plus the injury to Daniel Sturridge. Does this Daniel Sturridge fire you into the top four? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, he's a yeah. very good striker. I, I, I was in denial for a number of years about his quality. He's a very good striker. He's, he's very good. He's very good. But he's then you've good. got players who are good players to give him the type of service he needs that aren't playing in their right positions. Cortino behind him, Markovic on one wing, Sterling on the other wing. And with the pace that they've got and the ability to beat players that they have, like they should be able to be giving the striker, regardless of who else is up top, enough service to score goals. Let's see let's see how Origi 
gets on. Divock Origi was in was a was a yeah, Rich Jones' worst team of yeah, the year. Yeah, I don't know if but, he but, was no, that no, great. But let, let, let's let's see how that signing goes. We have to give him another chance. He's still young, so let's see how he can. It could work out differently for Liverpool. It happens for some players. Some players go to another club and they are poor, and then they go to another club and then after that and they excel. Uh, like Diego Forlan, for example, he was yeah. rubbish at United. Yeah, went to Villarreal and he became the top goal scorer in his first season across Europe. Yeah. See how it goes. See how it goes. We're going to stay uh, certainly with teams that want to be in the top four with a team that did finish the top four. Finished second in the league after a uh, very good... Uh, Say a very good season. It was, it was a decent season for Manchester City. No, I disagree uh, because if you look at the way Chelsea ran away with it, City were their direct co- competitors, and City have a fantastically aging squad at the moment. I put it this way: from the start of the season up to February, we were talking about Chelsea and City going for the title. When we hit March, we were talking about City potentially dropping out of the top four. Now. That was not going to happen. Every, I think everyone did down the year was going to happen, but the possibility was there. How you've gone from, I'm challenging the team at the top, to I may fall out of the top four. That, f- that's, that's big. Well, they're a what- fantastic team, but as I was about to say, they're aging. They're aging, and I think it, it caught up to them. Because when they won the league first, was it for Mr. Guerrero goal, their team, throughout the top and bottom, were at peak age. Looking at the core of their team, where now they're at the, their late twenties and their early thirties, they need to do a lot of revamping, and we all know that City have the resources to do that. Yeah. Um, what is their poor? Well, in your in your opinion, their poor league finish come down to? Does it come down to the fact that the players are aging? Um, Vincent Company was injured. I had a ma- major injury that really messed up his form. Yaya Torre just didn't play the way I that we, we've Yaya, come accustomed to. Aguero was probably the only shining light in that team. Maybe Dab- add David Silva to, to, to that ilk as well. So does it come down to the, the players that, that are aging, maybe the injury? Or does it come down to the manager just not using the players to I the best? A combination of all of them. Because I believe that it's, it's quite easy to blame Yaya Torre when City are going up shit creek. But companies had a bad season. Mangala was really bad. Dimikaelis is aging. And the summer pushing the statues out to club. He was getting his game from when Chidi was the uh, manager. You've got players. Fernando was a point, like Fernando, pointless signing. Very, very pointless. For some reason, they used him to break up the Fernandino Yaya Torre midfield partnership, which is perfectly fine. It didn't need tampering with. The only two players, in my opinion, that can be proud of this season were Silva and uh, Aguero. With Aguero, though, it's a question of. Can he stay fit all season? Well, he he wasn't. He's another one like Costa. He, he, he stayed fit all season. Things he, been exactly. Different. He wasn't fit all season. But he was still top one in the Premier League. So if he stays fit all season, then you've got a big problem. <laughs> and the issue with City is, will they be able to give the team the refreshment it needs? Well, you know what? Let me let me let me get into that because you know what? I have a big problem with City, and right now it's to do with their homegrown quota and all that stuff. They are scrambling around for any homegrown talent they can find right now. They've been linked with Delph. Now, I look at their midfield, I look at the players they could sign, the players they're linked with, all this, and I look at where would Delph fit in their midfield right now. He wouldn't. He's a quota filler. Exactly. Because they've lost... Uh, they've lost Milner. They've lost um, the Dedrick Boyata. Right. They've lost John Guidetti. He was homegrown qualified because he was there for the new system. 
So they're very, very much struggling for it. That's why they've kept Richard Wright. I mean, what's Richard Wright? Oh, so the, that's why they've. I've, I've heard that they're um, the centre back on loan to Celtic, Jason Denny. Yeah, yeah. I heard that they're going to give him a long term contract. Yeah. Um, he, to be fair, he's because of it. To be fair, he's good. So they should try and keep him. He's a very good centre back. He's going to be a starter in the future. I firmly, I firmly believe that. So that's good. But the problem with City now is because everybody knows they're in demand for English players. They're gonna get absolutely shafted on the press. Yeah, they've lost their identity. Should, should, should they look towards their uh, youth system? Well, th- that's what they used to do in the past. That's what Mika Richards came see, from. This, this, Stephen this, Allen this came is, from. This is this is the problem I have seen because I've never been City's biggest fan. But one thing they had back in the day before they had money was the fact that they liked to bring through youth. Not all these youth went on to become superstars, of course. But if you they, look, they had a very like, high percentage played in the Premier League. Th- there's one player that that unfortunately thinks he will go off. In in his life and now he's not a footballer anymore that was Michael Johnson but we talked about him being the next big superstar yeah. and he had a lot of quality for, especially for his age he as was. soon as they got money they bought a load of players financial fair play came through the quarter for the Premier League came through and they lost their identity of um, bringing home through, through homegrown talent we've had the owner come out and just say oh we've done well financially so we're going to splash money again splash money on who? Everybody knows that they need English players. Splash, splash money so they're going to be having to no, pay. It has to be English. It's not say homegrown. But who are you going to buy now? You've you've ruined your chance of doing that. People are going to say, oh, you know what? You want Delph? For example, Delph, for example, they're like, well, we want fake million then because yeah. then we can crash you out. Yeah. Delph could probably go for about oh. sixteen to about twenty oh. million max. But they'll price about they'll price about that. Raheem Sterling, Liverpool don't get fifty million pl- pl- for that. Jack plus, the one I've heard. plus, QPR automatically get twenty percent of any sale. So forty million is not going to cut it with Liverpool. Yeah. They want fifty because a, a lot of that is going go to QPR. QPR. It's City's fault. They they don't they have not planned ahead, and that's why they're strong there. So as well as Chelsea to find homegrown. They they want to uh, if Czech goes, they want another homegrown talent from another club. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Rob uh, Green get praised about Rob uh, Green going there. Chelsea. Charlie Austin. I mean, it, it, bro, the thing is, silly. the thing it's is silly. though, the thing is though with Chelsea to give Chelsea some credit is that. Um, they're uh, they're at least trying to blood through youngsters in their first That's fair. That's fair. Um, they've tried to blood through um, Solanke. They've that's tried fair. to blood through Lukaku. Let, let, let me give you this statistic that I I read and I have to do research on it properly because I thought that's just nonsense. But it actually it was true. Every team in the Premier League paid a player twenty three or younger. The amount of minutes a City player twenty City players twenty three or younger got in terms of minutes. At most, one hundred. No, was it one hundred and seventy? Yeah, one hundred seventy-six minutes, and that's a proposal in the Carling Cup. So players twenty-three or younger, pretty much don't exist in City's team. Also, if you and that's now making me think: is that why? Obviously, that part was a great signing, but is that why they added that part of the squad? Because they needed another homegrown talent. They had, they had, they had somebody whose career was stalled because of his move to City. But Jack Rodwell was a fantastic midfielder when he was at Everton. They could have he's gone to City. They could have had a nice and had to go to Sunderland. They could have built a nice sort of English, even if they weren't going to be your number one first team, first starting eleven. But Scott Sinclair, Adam Johnson, uh, who was it just a mention again? Jack Rodwell. Jack Rodwell. Nicky Richards. Nicky Richards. So they could have built something very comfortable in there, where they said, "Okay, do you guys not? You'll be squad players. You're not going to be first teamers, but we'll give you football." They didn't give these guys football because City don't know how to rotate properly. Mancini didn't rotate properly. Uh, what's his name Pellegrini, uh, Pellegrini does not re- uh, rotate properly that's just been City's problem so these players are not going to stay and now they've run out of con- they run out of contract they're able to run away so City 
City have a long way to go. And City have got... They'll struggle, in my opinion, they'll struggle next season because teams are aging. They need to sign younger, fresher players, but they still need to fit the homegrown quota. And if they struggle to fit that, registration for the Champions League is going to be a problem. Premier League is going to be a problem. And they're going to struggle, in my opinion. Oh, how we love Manchester City in this in this room. No one loves them here, but... All the, cri- uh, all the criticism all the criticism was fair or constructive. And then you come out there and say, oh, they're rubbish, you know. <laughs> like, we're go- okay, we're, go- we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to skip to the to the red half of Manchester now. Manchester United, fourth place. Average season. Position. Awful season. Very, very, very average. Very, very harsh uh, opinions on Manchester United. They finished, was it seventh under David Moyes? Yeah. Brought on a new manager, LVG. Louis van Gaal implemented his um, philosophies. Philosophy. philosophy. He loves his philosophy. The thing is with LVG, right? He's he's gonna do a great job with Alex. Everybody can see it. But I can't help but feel that if Fergie had a team with Angel Di Maria, Falcao, Rooney, Van Persie, and Herrera, Juan Mata, we would have walked the I'll, United I'll, would have walked the league like, without a doubt. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the problem is. It started from I don't want to go back to the whole boys era, but it started from there because forget about players bring boy in that. The basis of a strong club starts from stability. From day one, he removed a whole coaching setup, and he brought through a new coaching setup with different philosophies, a different way. Oh, well, of have, we had a new chief executive that year. Exactly. Well, we so much everything. The transfer window was awful, so it didn't go great. Now, this season, same thing happened again. Obviously, Moyes got uh, sacked in I think March or April. Brian Gates had his little run and then became assistant manager. Van Howe brought through his stuff. Now, the only player that knew about his type of football was Robin Van Persie. Everyone else was different. Van Howe is very, very different to us, besides Ferguson and David Moyne. Very different. The way they, their philosophies, to you as Ferguson, is not, not very different. I as in, they were kind of football they want to play, but. The systems and everything. I, I, I believe it's very different. I believe Ernst Ferguson's teams were way more direct. No, way no. more reliant on wiggers that got to buy that. Tactically, they're very, very different. What I'm trying to say is, in terms of like their philosophy of where to go forward and score goals, yeah. they were very similar in that regard. But they were, I don't want to say they're always going to struggle because when you sign quality players like that, you've got already other quality players in the squad. They should say that, well, you should be challenging Chelsea. So that's why I said they have an awful season. But Next season, they should push on. The players are used to... This season was just a struggle of a lack of defenders through injuries and all that. So he has to play players like Tyler Blackett and McNair. Tyler Blackett, who I'm not convinced is, is, you know, is going to be good enough, but McNair, I do play, think, has a good chance to... Play 3-5-2. I don't, that he, he knows that his best wish is 4-3 with the squad. He just had to play 3-5-2 because of injury problems. I don't know if he had to, but he did. Sometimes it worked very rarely, but it worked at times, and most of the time it didn't work. But you saw when he had a team of fit players and confidence, when he had that run of games where they kept winning, 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 before obviously the Everton loss, West Brom loss, and Chelsea loss. Apart from those three games, before that, they went on a run where if we saw United United, wow, this is a this is a United that we recognise now. This is a team that's starting to get into their form. LVG certainly bought well when it came to the tra- transfers, Angel Di Maria, uh, Daily Blind. They all started off really well. Another player that um, was really consistent through uh, the season, like he is with most seasons that he's been at United, is David De Gea. Is that, is that tears I hear? Yes, it is. He, um, he's a goner. Uh, he, he is a goner, yeah. But, but, but 
the question being is what happened to the form of uh, those players and how much did it affect United Falcao, during the season? I'll start with Plus Falcao. I'll start with Falcao. Well. And I think Falcao made his own mistake in terms of trying to rush back for the World Cup for a push ligament injury that he received in, I think, January. Yeah. You can't run come back for that reason. Jay Rodriguez months. has the same injury and you've not seen him. Exactly. For you didn't see Walker for a year, so that's the severity of the injury. Uh, Van Persie, uh, to be honest, he's in, the, he's in the decline. I think he has to realise that he has to change the style because he's still trying to beat players. He can't beat players anymore. Uh, Wayne Rooney had an average season. To be I, fair to Wayne Rooney, but he played to, a lot. to be fair to Wayne Rooney, you scored a decent amount of goals for playing centre midfield for half the year. Defensive midfield at times as well. Uh, I think it, I think the season just showed the importance of Michael Carrick, one player having such a big influence on the squad. Isn't but it's not it's not good enough. So they need to improve in that aspect. Maybe uh, one or two midfields, bolster the defense. Especially, uh, and you know what, the whole David de Gea thing, he is probably going to Madrid. If it's not this season, then he probably wants to have a new deal with them. He'll probably just leave in the free at the end of next season. But if they have to, just try and keep him, try your best to keep him this because he's relaxed about it. He's not saying anything because deep down he knows. Okay, you know what, I've rejected contracts. If I don't want to sign a contract this season, I won't sign it. If I'm not going to leave this season, I won't leave, and the next season I'll leave on a free. It will be very easy for me. Obviously, circumstances can change that, but right now he's very relaxed about it. So, I see him leaving. Victor Valdez, he's still a very good goalkeeper, so throw him forward. Uh, we'll see what happens. I believe that there is a lot of holes in that Manchester United. Maybe too many holes to challenge next season. I think United are suspects at right back. I think they're suspects at centre back. I think they're suspects in midfield. I think they're suspects a little bit up front. I think you know, they've got a lack of wingers that can take a player on and, and beat a man and get to Bayern, which is what United have always done in their history. Their history based on teams with good wingers from way before I was born. So I do believe that Manchester United have a lot of work to do. If they're going to be the challengers of the title that people want them to be, they literally have to have their perfect challenge. A, a lot of work to do, um, definitely a team that certainly has a lot of work to do, is Newcastle United boy, oh boy, oh boy. with the self-proclaimed greatest uh, coach. Ooh, he's lost his job. John Carp, he's, he's departed now, but he wasn't uh, when he took them on a fairly long losing streak uh, during the season. Is a 15th place finish good enough for a team no, with the name of Newcastle no, United? Especially when you were ninth before your other manager left. This is this Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle are a puzzle, man. They they confuse me so much because I look at their squad, I see Tim Crow, like good goalkeeper. Uh, I look at the defense and I'm like, wow, this is this defense is a championship defense. If I'm telling you this, and that that's no disrespect to teams in championship because some teams in championship are good, but you know, no, not good enough. They've got a decent midfield. Teotes, in my opinion, is good. Uh, Romy Cabela is good. Uh, Anita's good Gutierrez um, came back from um, Cancer and he excelled in the last few years he had for Newcastle before he left essentially, essentially yes he's so cool in my opinion is good I think he's a bit too up his own you know because Arse. yeah, you can say it oh, can okay. all, all oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I thought kids might listen to this PG but anyway uh, it's a question 
no, look, uh, they've got. I look at the squad and they, it's, a, it's a squad I think should be finishing around mid table, not a team that should be fighting the last day for relegation. Newcastle, I think that they think they're too ambitious for their own good. Their fans are very passionate. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm not going. I'm not going to go in on their fans. I'm not going to come and say oh, their fans are stupid. It's just a case of like their fans. All they know, want is a good cup run. They, yeah, they, 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 they know what they want, and to be honest, that's what every club wants. Every fans, every team, nah, every fan wants from their own club. They want to see their club doing very, very well, and especially because Newcastle were very good in the past. They used to uh, go for titles. Uh, they used to be in the Champions League for a bit. They had a legendary manager, Sir Bobby Robson. Uh, very good players, Alan Shearer. You know, you can name them. So, Newcastle, I don't blame them for that level of ambition. You want to see that team. You see them. You hear Newcastle, it's a big squad, big stadium, big team. So, you're like, yeah, they should be pushing, but they're not pushing. And John Carver, you lose Alan Pardew. John Carver, you have to, seriously, I mean, Mac Ashley, you, you've come out and you said, I don't pick the manager. You run the club. I mean, you should at least have a little say in those affairs. How much, how much does uh, Newcastle's form? come down to the chairman. I believe they're the, they're the biggest example of the outside of football getting involved with the inside of football. Yeah. They're the biggest example of it. I don't think it's going to improve much more. Their, their, their club, that's the, I'm saying the club's not well run because any, any, any owner that runs the club should always have a say in important club affairs, like <laughs> bringing the manager in. He says that he leaves that to, I think, to be honest, Derek. Well, he's, not there, no, he's not there anymore, but, yeah. for example, him. And he just sorts out finances. Now, let's let's be perfectly honest here. You're the owner of the club. You don't know what man... You lose Alan Pardew, and you bring in John Carver? I believe that um, Mike Ashley, for a lack of a better word, is talking out of his ass. Oh, he is. I think he's all out of the he's I a, think he's, he's, a, he's just not affected by the club. He doesn't love he, the he club. Doesn't, he doesn't he's care a Spurs fan with, um, with, the new, with Newcastle United as the football team that he owns. When he sucks the puppet from that and sticks it into that, Rangers. That. When he feels like sticking it into Rangers. Yep. And when he wants to buy money back from Rangers, he yeah, gets money back from Rangers. He, you, can tell what his, um, sort of, you can tell what his sort of... Uh, you can tell what his sort of uh, philosophy is in terms of how he wants to... Uh, run things around the club because from the day when he tried to no not tried to he did rename the stadium you could tell that this guy is not here for Newcastle he's here to make money from Newcastle what he made the investment in Rangers in no idea he's already asking for his money back I mean he, the club is just it's a mess it's a big big it's mess and they keep he's bringing in his own sort of friends to run the club that's not how clubs should be run Newcastle are going to go through a load of years of just stress before he leaves. But I really don't he's think come out and said that. Well, I'm not going to leave until we get that like, top four or win a trophy. I really don't think. Uh, I really don't think he means that. Look at Newcastle's club and let's let's see what you know what I think he means by that. Says, I don't. I will not sell the club. Well, because it, it well, makes because it doesn't not going to make top four. No, no, no. Just that <laughs> I won't. I won't sell the club until it makes a profit. That's what I think he. Means. Oh, he's, he's made enough. He's, he's made enough profits already. I think really, he. Because Newcastle are not trying to not make no money. They make a lot of money, especially the money that's been thrown around the Premier League for these number of years. But he gives, it's like, it's like they'll receive 90 million over a year. And he'll say, okay, you know what, here's 5 million, let's, let's go and buy something, get yourself something pretty, bring one or two average players in, and let's stay up and survive. 
because that's that's literally the kind of threat guy. Didn't he is. they bring didn't they bring in um Joe Kinnear as their director of football when we started the season? I don't. I don't. I don't, even, I don't he, even, didn't he say that I don't the even, squad didn't need any signings? I don't. I don't even get into, into Joe Kinnear. I don't even know. Talk about him. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, Newcastle are a, a bit of a circus club. And feel, it's feel, really sad. I feel sorry for their fans because I, I was, we we're asking about them being overly ambitious. I understand it, but they, they but, already won a cup run. But is it, but, I don't think. I think when when you've got teams that are playing teams like Newcastle, teams like Southampton that are playing their weaker sides in Carling Cups, yeah. in FA Cups, like these are cups that they can go out and win. This is the thing. Newcastle haven't been to a final since '99. They've not like I mean, if you if you if you gave a Newcastle fan next season sixteenth and semi final, they'd probably take it just because they got to semi final of a cup. They just won a cup run. They want something to shout about. They have nothing to but, shout but about. They, happening they won't. They won't. So they, they won't until Black actually leaves. If I'm totally honest with you, but it, it won't happen. So because they need to. They, they, they're everywhere they're weakest in modern anything is defence and you're not going to get anywhere with Mike Williamson and uh, pretty much in my opinion Mike done, Williamson should not be playing in Premier League pretty much done finished Colicini Colicini they've Santon doesn't get given in Santon's got to Inter Milan well there you go then He's, he, they let him go um, yeah that'd be why they let to go to Roma this is what I've got this is something I need to say if two players that are in your team but you're not letting them have a look in managed to get moved to Roma and into Milan, yeah. and you're finishing just outside the relegation zone in your league. What makes you feel like you were good enough not yeah, to that, play those yeah, players? Yeah, when I heard that he was going on loan to Roma, the confusion. I mean, if you look at your you look at your squad, you look at Roma's squad, and Roma want one your one of your players. Surely that player's doing something right. And somehow you let him go, and you're you're intent on sticking with like Williamson. And you, you can tell, you can tell this is not something that manager controls. No manager has control. No. Patrick Vieira's come out and he's basically said, oh yeah, I put myself out of the running for the Newcastle job because I was told I have no control of players coming in or out of the club. Um, well, what? They've given the job Steve to McLaren. somebody. He got sacked by Derby in the Championship. Okay, cool. Somebody got somebody cool. who got sacked when they should have brought that team I'll, to I'll, the Premier League. Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren, is the walking proof of just managers that shouldn't be given top jobs that keep getting top jobs. I'll, I'll put I'll put my early shout out there. Newcastle nineteenth. Nineteenth. You yeah. think they're you think they're going to? I think they're going down. Simple as that. They're not staying up. Steve McLaren. Simple as that. I'm telling you now. Relegation is is uh, what we believe will happen to Newcastle in the next year. Relegation did happen to his team this year, and uh, if you uh, that was how we know. <laughs> it did, it did, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, if you if you know your alphabet, you you, you will realize that we missed out a team beginning with H. That was my bad, and that's the team of uh, whole city. Uh, they finished 18th. Um, Steve is also a team that's been riddled with uh, miscommunication via the chairman where they uh, Assam Alam he wants to change the name because Hull is going to become the City of Culture 2017 the I believe Tigers is a lot he more. wants to change him to the Hull Tigers so he can, he can market them properly well he won't he, he might have to um, I think tone down on his uh, desires when they're playing in the championship people like that um, sort of disaffected from the football club and the culture they don't really understand that 
a simple small thing like that to him is a huge thing to people that have gone in putting their money towards seeing that team watching that team week in week out being emotionally affected by that team that team having the power to ruin or make one's weekend every single weekend for 38 weeks I don't feel that chairman like that really understand the passion that goes into certainly um, doesn't he may not understand the passion but he certainly invested a lot into that squad oh he did he did and the thing is what happened to what happened to Hull they, they re- invested well we can't say well because uh, look at the proof of where they finished they invested but they heavily. invested in very big names this is the thing I think Steve Bruce completely upset the apricot he had a very very solid base the season when they stayed up very solid base and he chucked in a load of money on their players that just wasn't pulling the same way as the players he had that kept them up. And Rob Snodgrass got injured long term with his brother's hand, he got in May. Um, he was a good player. Um, but then you've got Abel Hernandez, Gaston Ramirez, Hatton Belafa, all on the surface who look really good players, especially um, the former two that I mentioned, Gaston and Hatton. But then, Would you say a better manager would have done a, a better job? With those players? No. Or is that being unfair to Steve The squad's poor. The squad was poor. I think Steve Bruce went down and nothing other than his transfer dealings. They had the base to stay up. They had good Jack, um, good defensive midfield in Jake Livermore and Tom Huddleston. They had um, Dawson the set back. They had, um, they had um, Alex Bruce. They had James Chester. These are good players. Good enough players to stay up, but when you when you putting them around a load of players that aren't pulling the same weight as you, because when when you are in when you are in the relegation dogfight, you need to fight, and a lot of players didn't fight for home. That's just the facts of the matter of it. Their team, by name, is good enough to stay up, but the fact of the matter is the players they brought wasn't conducive to the team's needs. And they went down because of it. Steve Bruce really needs to look at himself when it comes to the transfer market. We wasted about 25 to 30 million for a team like Hull, regardless of the money in the, in, the, in the Premier League at the moment. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money going to nothing. Because if he might as well have not spent any money, mm-hmm. that meant that they were going to get the same result. Do you know what I mean? Um, team that spends quite a bit of money. Oh and wastes it. Oh boy. Yeah. Subsequently finished in the uh, relegation zone. He finished 20th. That's QP, QPR, Queen's Park Rangers. Um, should we start with Harry Redknapp, guys, or should we start, start with his signs? I, I, just, want, again. I just want to say one thing. One thing, one thing. Before Michael goes on his rant about QPR, which okay. is definitely coming. Um, they have the seventh highest wage bill in the Premier League. And they got relegated. The seventh highest in the you know family. What, you know what? I I I want I am gonna go in on Tony Fernandez. It's just that simple because people will criticize Mark Hughes. People will criticize Harry Rendell. People will criticize this guy. The other guy. Any manager he's had apart from Conte needs to anyone has spent money yet. Listen. <sighs> Listen. I, I I know it takes money to buy players to get stay in the Premier League or play well or whatever you have to but one 
when you give a manager money to spend and you give him over the top money to spend, he's going to spend it. You, you tell him, yo, you've got this money, you've got this budget, he's going to spend the money, especially when his fans are dressed. Second of all, when then the manager gives you that license to talk to the player about the contract, you then have control over what you're going to offer him. If a player like, for example, Sean Wright Phillips is coming to your club, he's not been in form for, I don't know how many years, ever since he basically left What was City. the last time he kicked a ball? Like, he left for, City. Like, yeah. He had a good, decent first season right with Chelsea when they still had Robin and Duff and all that, but he wasn't really a key fixture in the squad. You're talking to this player about a contract. He tells you, I want 100k a week. Now, I want, to, I want you to sit back and think, okay, imagine you're talking to Sean Phillips right now. And you're like, Sean Phillips says to you, uh, oh, um, thank you thank you for your interest in signing me. I want 100k a week. Now, then you think about the contributions Sean Phillips has made in his football career to other clubs apart from City, because City was when he first started. He came out for the new system. He had a great run. A lot happened about him with Chelsea. He didn't work out. And after that, he just didn't work out anyway. Now, I'm pretty sure he was not earning nothing anywhere near 100k before he joined QPR. But for some reason, for some reason Tony Fernandez finds it quite comfortable to throw money at these players. He did under Mark Hughes, and then when that season finished, they managed to stay up by the skill of the team. I said, you know what? It was my fault. I made the mistake of giving that all that money out. I'm going to be better. I know I made the mistakes. I'm, the mistakes I made, I'm not going to do it. Did it again. You don't want to blame the managers, but let's take, no, no. A, let, no, let, let's, let's, let's take a look at Harry Redknapp. What he said when his team was relegated to the championship was he has a bunch of mercenaries that don't want to play well for the team. And no, if you, if, if, in. He's the biggest fraud of them going. There you go. He did did does he did he not overspend? Tony, on... Tony Fernandez is not only at fault. That I, I was I was I was, I was okay. done there. I was he done overspent there. on I was done there. Old English players. Yeah, I was done there. Okay. English cool. players that are okay. quite past. I was done there. So that now he brought in that Real Fernand and all these other players. Okay. Cool. Now the only reason why I didn't criticize the referendum is because I saw sort of the idea of maybe him working with Stephen Coulter. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. This is a good idea. It didn't work out that way. But at first, when he first made that signing, I thought, okay, the free transfer. He was obviously had high risk United. Maybe I don't know how much he was earning at QPR. He probably took a pay cut to join QPR. He had to. He had to because what he was earning United was probably like 150 maybe, wasn't yeah. it? So he had to take a pay cut. So I saw, I saw, I saw that signing. I thought, okay. Cool. Now, the reason, as much as I blame Tony Fernandez, I'm not going to really blame him. Harry Redknapp did identify these players and he did bid for these players. And even though he did um, swat the uh, the contracts, he did essentially put the fees forward to buy these players. And then he played these players and obviously these players didn't do well under him because it's either they weren't playing well or his tactics just weren't good enough. Simple as that. It's a bit of both players that I mentioned are to blame for that in that regard. But the reason why I went after Tony Fernandez is because at the end of the day there's one point you've got to take responsibility of your club once you've given that budget to the manager that money's out of the club that's in the transfer budget itself you've got a wage budget you're paying for your wage bill if you give your your manager so much whether it be Harry Rinnap or Mark Hughes or now Chris Ramsey if you give them a high wage budget and you throw all this money at the players to the point where you've You've pretty much hit that wage budget to the point where you're the seventh, the seventh in the rankings seventh. of paying the most wages at, in, in, the, in, in the Premier League. And you're dealing with that yourself. You're to blame. That's my problem with him because at the end of the day, if these players don't want to play for you, don't give them the money. Don't give them the money. 
Do not give it. It's easy. Look at Leroy Fur. He, mm. he he did not play one good game for keeper in my opinion. Apart from he scored, he was in one game. He scored one long range yeah. shot. The thing with Leroy Fur, the thing with Leroy Fur, he's too good a player to have two relegations in the series. Well, to be honest, well, he's not a player that really cares now, is he? Because when he went to Norwich, he, that's a good squad, but he didn't play well there. He played all right. Not, don't get me wrong, he played it right, but he didn't play well there. Went to keep you. I didn't show anything there. Well, why would you get somebody? That's my point. So when you, so that's that's where Harry Redknapp's been because he bid for him, but then as you given him because he he's he's earning a stupid amount of money at QPR right now, stupid amount of money. You as the owner should then say, okay, cool. You've identified this player. How but much is he earning now? How much am I going to give him? Because it's not by it's not by force for you to give him that contract. But at the same time, Harry Redknapp is an idiot for bidding, I don't know how much he's going for, I think about 12, maybe. This is the thing with Harry Redknapp, though, this is my problem. This guy is this experienced in the Premier League. He should know what's needed to keep the team up. But, tactically, he didn't know how to um, deal with keeping that away from home. Yeah. Also, on top of this, on top of this, he brought players that just weren't good no, enough. No, no, think, think this, think this. Look at the players he brought in. Look at look at the squad. So who it was? Let's go first. The best at eleven, I guess. So there was Rob Green. Rob Green. He was already. Was he already? He was already. Yeah, he was there. Um, that they um, brought Alex McCarthy. Young, young Sook. Young Sook. Not good enough. Not good enough. Corka was already there, I think. Or he just. Yeah. This was. I think Corka was the signing where because he played. He played for Cardiff the year before. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that's that's a decent signing. Uh, on paper, on yeah, paper, on paper, paper then you've got Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn, uh, no, 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 I don't want to talk about Richard Dunn. He was there already. Though, yeah, Omega Manua was. The, Manua, that's, the defense is very average. Very average. Then I looked at their midfield and I saw Sandro coming. I thought, okay, that's a good signing. Good, strong midfielder. Yeah. I saw Leroy Fur. I was like, okay, he had he had the average season at QPR, but we know everyone is his quality. Yeah. Vargas. Um, Vargas. I saw Vargas coming. I was like, okay, Premier League will be a bit tough for him, but if he settles well, this could be good for them. Uh, right wing was how who right wing was Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Crenshaw played there sometimes. Uh, Hoylet played there sometimes. Uh, Tarat when he wasn't having arguments with uh Harry that played there well, once or twice. And then obviously you got Charlie Austin, Bobby Zamora, who's a decent Premier League striker. Uh, he he does he gets he gets he does the job he gets the job done. He gets uh, important goal. Yeah. Do you think that I, looked, does, I, looked, I looked at the signings and I thought, okay, they're gonna struggle, but. They could just about. They could do the something wrong. The thing that gets me from gets it for me is it, in that first eleven, you could pick a core out good enough to stay in the league. Exactly. Rob Greedy got Stephen Corker. You've got Isla, remember? He's that's the right back. You've Isla, got Isla. you've got Sandro who played for Spurs. You've got Charlie Austin. At some point, they loans um, Miles Arate as well. Exactly. You've got a so, so you spy you spy there of Austin Sandro. So, so and, that's, um, uh, that's that's where you have to, so that's where, you, stay up. that's where you have to blame Harry Redknapp because that's the area where I blame him because that like, well you've got these players, you've got a good base. Why are you not performing? Because you it doesn't take home for the romantic performances where you're like, oh, play the big clubs and just be passionate and go for it. That's not how you stay up in the Premier League. So that's where he's directly to blame one hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I I refuse to just solely blame him and the players there's someone up there that controls the players and then they're coming in in the club and the money that's offered to them and now it's easy it's easy for any player that is average say you know what QPR want me let me go ask for a lot of money for the owner because he'll, he'll throw it at me because they could sign I think they've brought back they brought back uh, Jimmy Mackey 
back from yeah, the fullback to yeah, back yeah. into the club. He's only apparently he's only double what he was earning before. That was a Chris Ramsey's decision. That was Tony Fernandez. Are we gonna go through this thing again where you stay that you go to championship, you have one season in there, you just about do okay, but you stay in championship, come back to the Premier League, buy a whole lot of players. It's the same thing done before. It's gonna oh. be it's gonna be a, a circle of that until they until Tony Fernandez uses his sense until they get a manager that knows how to do Chris Ramsey, let's see how it goes with him. Let's see how it goes, this is my chance. But if it doesn't work out with him, they'll get someone else obviously. But hopefully it works out for him. Let's see how it goes. Because right now they're looking like they're gonna struggle big time in the championship. Championship's not easy anymore. I don't expect them to go up. It's not easy anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. We will just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait another year to see if that um happens again. What I got from that discussion was uh, stupid chairman, stupid manager. We're gonna go to a team where we have a smart chairman and a very smart manager under the name of uh Ronald Ronald Human. Yeah. With uh, Southampton, everybody's second favorite team apparently. <laughs> Nobody gave him a chance this year. Yo, remember that? Remember that? <laughs> that Twitter photo that yeah. Bert did yeah. where he goes, "Oh, time to get ready for training." Took a picture on the pitch and there was nobody there. But apart from there's like a few crows on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Nobody gave him a chance. Are, they they sold all their this star English talent from what they bought they, from the yeah. youth system. But the thing about Southampton is they always produce good youth after that anyway. So, you know. Um, Wood Prowse is being the Wood chief. Wood Prowse is the diamond. He's the, yeah, he's the diamond. He's the chief example yeah. of that. You know what? Just, ladies, just, just, just hear the, the pure joy yeah. on the two of these. As they, they, they talk about something. I'm a big fan of Wood Prowse. It's a very good team to watch. I'm finished seventh. Yeah. Scored quite a few, quite a lot of goals. I believe it is 54. Pele went for a job in the second half as well. Pele went for a job, but they still managed to score quite a few goals. They play really. Good attacking football. No, it is. When when they lost all those players, I I wasn't one of those that was saying you know they're gonna go down because the transfer window was far from over. Yeah. So Ronaldo is not a stupid manager. He's a very and good manager. If anybody's he's got proven. contacts, it's somebody who played for Barcelona or the Champions League. If there's yeah. any if there's anything I like about Dutch managers is that they're smart. Especially Dutch football is just brilliant. So I just thought, okay, let's see how it goes. So I saw Pella coming in. And I was like. Heard of this guy before, but I'm not sure about his goal scoring record. I checked it, I was like, Well, this could be a this could be a good signing. They bought uh Tadic for me. Tadic was, that was the one for me. Tadic, I saw it, I was like, Wow, okay. Now, now they're doing something amazing. Mane was a very, very good signing. Uh and Toby Arderwald. They always Toby think on, on they, loan from Athletic Club yeah. Madrid. He's weighed by big clubs now. He's, he was very weighted before, but that was a that was a signing that no one saw coming. He might even loan Elliot at some point. Yeah. He, he knows what kind of football he wants to play with Southampton and it works to a T for him. It's perfect and he's got the right philosophy throughout the whole club so yeah. it's perfect for him. He brings the right players. They spend the right amount of money. The club is well run. Uh, one of their own, the previous owner passed away unfortunately. They brought someone in that had the same mindset that the previous owner had. Knew what he was about. Knew what he wanted and they've carried on in the same light. Now they were challenging for Champions League places before. They went for a run where they fell off a little bit obviously pushing above their expectations and probably finish themselves is probably pushing above their expectations considering considering how everyone, really thought they were going to be in the, exactly. the so season they, were, they had a fantastic season regardless they're the they're Europa League now because Arsenal won their FA Cup so Aston Villa don't get that other Europa League spot so it's a good season for them they, they, they played very good football I think they had the second or third best defensive record in the league so credit to Southampton man. Only, and I can only see them pushing forward again top four Probably not, but maybe fifth. I don't know which. Maybe. I, I, but at the same time, 
I I don't say I wouldn't put it past them because you know I, it's Man City, me, Arsenal, Chelsea, United obviously going to be challenging. But if they finish in the top four, for example, I'm not saying they will. Just like Fred was here before anyone shoots me. If they were to, I wouldn't be surprised because Will Coleman will probably bring in top quality players that he knows will push them to that next level. This is my thing with Southampton. We went from talking to talking about sorry a club that didn't know how to use their money, and now we're talking about a club who's using their money exemplary, like very, very, very well. It's one. There were those teams where you look forward to the team, the players that they bring in. They brought in Wadley recently, who I will admit I don't know much about, but yeah, I'm excited. He's, he's, he's a proven goal scorer. I'm excited to see him. He's he's a strike. He's one of those strikers where. I say, consider what kind of team he plays for. And, okay, because the, the quality is not as great yeah. for him in terms of where he's going, he's getting fed to him. Yeah. A better club with, like, Wood Prowse, Tadic, Mane, Elliot, all these players around him, they can, he probably get a lot more goals. And it's good, because when lost Pella, there were lots of strikers. So, it's a good signing. Good signing. I mean, everything that, everything that they do is, is right at the moment. And they, they're like Swansea. Um, in the sense of every time they sack a manager I'll replace him with somebody with that same sort of philosophy that same sort of footballing style that um, Swansea did with Paolo Sosa Brendan Rodgers Roberto Martinez obviously not in the order but like those are the managers that took over at Swansea at a point and they've gone from Dan Radkin to Luis Pochettino to uh, Koeman um, they just know what they're doing they're very well run and their youth system's great too. I mean, you've got got Matthew Target, Sam Gallagher, Harrison Reed, all some really good players that are coming through. They they've got such good players coming through that they can trust these people to come in. Yeah. Harrison Reed's made a few cameos. Set midfield with Sanders not being available, and it's just a team that, in terms of the way it's run, you want your team to be like that. Their transfer, their transfer policies fantastic and um, I'm excited to see who they bring in if they do do Schneiderlin I have a feeling that they're going to get Jordi Kais from um, Feyenoord um, if they do he's fantastic excited and would love to see him play um, but I think they should be aiming for where they are at the moment they're doing very well very well um, Southampton are doing speaking uh, once, once they lose a manager they replace them very well Sunderland however it's Really, quite the opposite, to be honest with you. Sixteenth um, place finish. Just survived the re- the drop again this year. With the players they have, with the name they have, is is sixteenth a good finish? Some of them are a weird club. Some of them are a very weird club. They always manage to turn it on just in time to beat the drop. But they should never really they stay have, up. They always have to bring a new manager to do that. That's just how they, they, how they function. So do you, think, you don't think the kind of it's going to last a year? Next oh, year? no, no, no. This might be different. But I mean, so I'm just saying... I mean, he's past, only got a year left. Yeah, from, his wife says he can't manage anymore. Yeah, I'm just saying from past experience, you know, from, from what we've seen in the past, you know, is, oh, we bring in a new manager at the end of, near the end of the season. Let's stay up. Okay, give him a chance. If he doesn't do well, up to about January, they bring in another guy. He stays up for the entire thing. Yeah, I'm just saying... Hopefully it's different. Of course, the guy's like, I have kind of rate him as a manager, but Sunderland never... Sunderland are also another team that just buy off of it. Um, their team... Josie Alto will probably be the kingpin of bad. I don't know what convinced them to bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> I 
okay, anyone that knows me, yeah, anyone that knows me knows I I have no sort of respect. You know, I, I I'm I'm one. I don't like to say how did this guy play football because if you play in the Premier League or you play, he did well in football. To be fair, like, if you play football professionally, you're supposed he to be did good. Well in America as well. But yeah. but, He's but, doing but, well no, America, but, but but come on, come on, come on. Listen, 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 listen. This is the out the door. We're talking about okay. He did well for Alkmaar for one season and they rushed to bring him back to the Premier League and look how that worked out. Who was it he played for before? Was it Hull? Hull. Oh my goodness. I swear he scored like what? Two, was it two, three, four goals? Did like he score? Four goals. Like, did he score? In like, f- in like two seasons, we criticised we criticize Falcao for scoring four goals in a season. Now, that's perfectly fine because that's Falcao but when you're scoring four in two seasons as a striker, I mean, you've played over like it's 38 games in a season. So, fair, so if you do double that, the most scores that's 76 games, and you scored four goals. Are you a striker or your mascot? Let's. I'm sorry. I'm 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 being very disrespectful here, but I do not rate Jose Altidore for anything. Clearly, in he football, play so you don't need to. Though. Yeah, you don't need to rate him anymore. He he's gone. He doesn't play for America. Well, well he's, he's playing in America. Yeah, but they've got they've got. He's now. playing for. Is it what? Toronto? Is he playing for now? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, that's what they were Thank God they did that, because he wouldn't he wouldn't be scoring that goal. Also. Would have that goal against Newcastle, would he? Of course, Josie Altidore is going to get the brunt of uh, your displeasure. But it's certainly a media circus surrounding Sunderland with uh, news that Adam, well, the oh. Adam Johnson news, of course. Yo, that, how that, much did that, that? How much did that affect that I Sunderland? Think, I think football needs to really look at the way it handles criminality and just sort of like poor social issues. Wait, what? what if you look, wait, wait, if, this, if, if Leicester, it? if Leicester City can sack. The three players that are absolutely well, abhorrent to those women in, in Thailand, then why on earth are they still playing Adam Johnson? I don't know the full what is the situation there because I know I know in terms of the main bits of it, as in he met a girl underage at a club yeah. and all that stuff. Apparently, he didn't know because she met him at a club, yeah. so obviously he wouldn't know that first time. But what is the situation now? Cause I heard he's pleading not guilty and all that stuff. What 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 is going on with this? The situation is, um, Adam Johnson said he's not guilty and he's on trial. Okay. But what I don't understand is the fact that some of them are still playing him. He's not been found guilty though. That's, that's yeah, I know he's not been found guilty, but you, you don't do that for everybody involved. Being on a football pitch for Adam Johnson may seem like it's the best thing for him, but you've got everybody in the crowd calling him all sorts, which he may deserve. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got the family of that that girl who um, who may be the victim, saying, making it look like he's getting away scot free because he's being able to continue his life, and that girl might not be able to, in the same sort of way. I mean, I just want to say wife, personally. And also, he's, he's got a kid as well. Yeah, he's I got a kid as well. He's just, just ruined family life. So it's like yeah. he's got he's put his family life in the forefront as well. I just I don't I don't agree with the way. Some of the NFC have, have handled it personally. Personally, I, I, determining all that, I think he's got away with it quite lightly. Yeah, if you think about it, he has yeah, got away. He's, he's still being able to carry on with he's his playing life. football, he's not getting any sort of big, big noise about it, yeah. apart from maybe a few derogatory songs. He's going to get a few horrible charges. Yeah, but apart from that, he's not getting anything serious. That's he's, what he's I mean. He's playing football like, very, very calmly. He's, he's pleading not guilty, he's not getting any noise about it. So Even if he's you know, not he's, guilty, the one thing he's definitely done is bring the club's name into disrepute. By getting them linked to criminality, he's brought in that club. No, they, they, won't, they won't get rid of him. So, there you go. They won't get they rid won't, of him. They won't get rid of him. That's, they don't have to. Bad decisions all round in, uh, yeah, in yeah. Sunderland. You're going to go to a team where they made a very good decision at the start of the, of the season when they brought in Tony Pulis. It's going to be West Brom. 
Let's promise you Albion. Have we not done Swansea? No, I think we did. We spoke about Swansea, we saw Southampton, but we'll go to Swansea now. Swansea, um, I'd like to tell this one. Go I'm, on. I'm a big, like, I love Michael Aldrop. Like, in my opinion, one of the best players in the 90s. And, um, when my he... segue works as well. Gary Monk, good yeah. decision. Okay. okay, all right. Okay, so pat yourself in the back. I am patting myself <laughs> in the back. Well, um, done. well done, me. I'll pat you in the back as well. Thank you very much. Um, I've got your back, man. When Michael Aldrop left, and they brought on Gary Monk, I'm not going to lie, I, I raised eyebrows, I wasn't sure, but he's proven to be at the moment the best English manager first full season in his like first full season yeah. on this one he had a few games uh, when uh, Margaret, Michael Laudrup was sacked after he won the uh, League Cup also he's bought really well he's bought really yes. well and the players, that, yeah, the players that were bought Jefferson Montero Jefferson Montero yeah. Jefferson Montero he's absolutely like he's he's, like, he's, he's, my, he's my quick bully Callum Chambers is still got I, nightmares. I don't condemn bullying. Don't get, don't get me wrong here. But That's I, what he did to Callum Chambers. I love Chambers. how he just terrorises the absolutely, fullbacks. Absolutely. He's so... Absolutely. It's not even just him, though. He does it to everyone. He does, he does, it doesn't matter who he is. He, he does it to everyone. It, right. I love it. Has Callum Chambers started at right back for Arsenal since that game? He hasn't started. Well, to, to he be, hasn't started. To be honest, I, 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 we shouldn't go back to Arsenal, but I, I will say... It's not just him. He victimizes, victimizes. Um, yeah, he's, de- he's definitely Hector, Hector Bellerin as well, and that that was. So he, he doesn't like Arsenal players anyway. But, but, but go back to Swansea. Yeah. Middle of the season, was the decision to get rid of Wilfred Bony the right one? Yeah, it was the right one. Yeah, it was the right one. Got a nice amount of money. You got a striker that's very similar. To yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, very, similar. very similar. Yeah, to yeah, very similar. He's probably he's not better, but he's very similar. He still gets you goals. So. Yeah, and now they, I think they're bringing in Nelson Oliveira. He was oh. there already. Oh, he was there already. That's the way I see it. Swansea have finished the season with their highest points total since they've got promoted. They have brought in someone. They've, they've, they've clearly not got anything wrong. They've not done anything wrong at all. They've done a very, very good season. And they've bought, well, they've bought Tabernu, they've bought Ayu. Ayu, who I think is incredibly shrewd silent. I mean, I can just see it happening now. Like, going directly through the wings and whipping the ball into to Gomez and him comfortably collecting at least 15, I feel. They've got a very, very good squad. Jack like, Cork was another good Jack signing. Jack Cork was a good signing. Jojo Shelby's improved. Ridley Barrow was good. Gilfie, Gilfie, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Which I think is like a my first favourite love. player my first in love. this podcast. My first love. Oh, I love him. Gilfie Sigurdsson is proven to be one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. He's up there with the most assists in the league. He's got a wicked dead ball. He is fantastic. He's got great technique, good height, strong, he can shoot, he can pass. He can play out wide, he can play in behind the striker. He's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic player. And dead, a dead brilliant ball, player his dead ball quality is just... Yeah, when he puts the ball on the, uh, on the floor for a free kick about 25 yards, he's one of those players who you think is more likely to score than to hit the ball. Nine out of ten. Nine, nine out of ten. Like, and they signed a new left-back as well recently. Yeah, Tababu from yeah. Satya. Yeah. Uh, Swansea really have the base of a fantastic Premier League side. They've got Jack Cork, Jojo Shelby and... Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. as the midfield three. And Ayu, Montero... And Gomez up top. Yes, Ashley go. Williams at the centre back. Just gonna say Pochettino. I don't know what you're thinking. Keep um keeping Paulinho and sending Gilfie Sigurdsson, but this is you know a terrible decision. There's there's levels to this, and obviously you're not levels. To be fair, to this one Z, they've done fantastically well. Uh, but 
again with Southampton, I feel like they've hit somewhat of a glass ceiling at the moment. I don't know how much higher they can be at the moment. It's difficult because there's teams that are still better than them, obviously. But let's see, let's see how they're doing. Trust me, they do well, and they could be excited. Could be very excited for them. Swansea definitely have potential to be a good Europa League side. Team that has Europa League right now is Tottenham Hotspur. I was gonna jump, I was gonna skip over them. <laughs> Lucky enough, you brought up Pochettino, so I, I remembered. But you can't blame me, I'm oh, an Arsenal fan. Nasty. Anyway, I think back to Tottenham. Singular was singular along with Jack Wilshire, are you? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> not exactly. Uh, Tottenham, is this, they signed so many players. They tr- really try hard to break into Stockholm, but they just can't. Just can't. It's, it's, it's difficult for them, man. They flattered the same year in, year out. It's, it's, one of, it's one of those things where they sign, like, three stand players, are like, oh, this is a good signing, and then it just doesn't. Moussa Dembele, when he left Fulham, he looks like he was going to just go and just reach incredible heights because he was fantastic at his last term at Fulham. Yeah. But since he joined Tottenham, he just looked laboured, he looked slow on the ball, he just looks lazy. There's a thing with Tottenham, is I feel like they're one of those teams who haven't got their priorities quite right. They're, they're too far away from the top four to jump straight into it. But they keep treating the Europa League like a second-rate cup when it's realistically the only way they're ever going to get into the Champions League. And, I mean, ever. They're miles away from the top four at the moment. You sh- like, They lost 3-0 to Manchester United. Harry Kane didn't get a sniff all game at Old Trafford. And they drew away, they drew at home to United after Man United absolutely bombarded them. Even though they finished fifth, even though they finished fifth, they're so far. I think they're, I think they're further behind than Liverpool. To the oh, I think, oh, I think they're that. I, think they're, no. I don't think they're very good at all. No, no. Okay, that's personal. That's personal. That, opinion. That's one opinion. Another, an, another opinion is that two of their, they had two players that um, had standout seasons. One of them being their goalkeeper Hugo Lloris, and the Who's other. Who's gonna go with? And the other being <laughs> Harry Kane. But we look at look at it this way: if the game goes to Real Madrid, we all know who United are going to try and get. We're going to get United are going to get absolutely shafted in the price because that's Levy. But a um, player like Lloris should be No, no, there's um there's an agreement with um, this club that he can go for eighteen million. So, but then Levy is a bit of a yeah. Levy, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't use any bad words on here. Absolutely, be able to like let him go for eighteen million. But I do believe with Spurs that if they don't start taking the the, um, the Europa League seriously, this is as, as good as their season. They, 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 they never will. Let's talk about Harry Kane. Very good first season. Started to dip off during the end of it. Scored on the final day, I believe he did. Yeah. Um. Firstly, did anybody expect Harry Kane to to um? He looked really good at the Europa League. I had he really good at the Europa League. I had, League. A, little I, through, I had a little idea of him from his run out. Um, Mill, I think Mill was the last club he had. He had the loads, but Norwich too. A few years ago yeah. as well. But he he did okay there. But it was, he was he's he's, he's a poacher. Mm-hmm. Poachers don't really exist in football anymore. So it was difficult to see where he'd fit in the Spurs squad. But he just I, I so he's a poacher. He's, he's certainly scored some goals from outside the box. Oh as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's proven they can do that. Mm-hmm. But he was naturally at first as a poacher, the guy that goes around the box, maybe beat, stay on the edge of the striker or the edge of the shoulder, the shoulder of the defender, or maybe just go for the cross and hopefully. We're going to see a lot more of what Harry Kane's made of this season coming. 
if he can get over 15 this season coming is the real deal I think it just comes down to will that. That will he be there? Is the question that remains to be yes. seen. Yes, yes. If you really believe, uh, I, I, no, 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 no. So I'm just saying that because I hope certain clubs don't pay forty million for him. But I'm just saying. like I said, okay. that remains to be seen. Another star that uh, need or maybe needs to push through, and should should have pushed through right now is um, Sadio Berahino. We're gonna skip to uh, West Bromwich Albion. You're getting good at this segue stuff. I am. It's uh, <laughs> first episode, isn't it? I'll go give myself a pat on the back for that one. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sadu Berahino. Let's stick to him. Is he becoming a problem for West Brom? I think his, his attitude is. I think Sadu Berahino thinks he's uh, Beyonce in the room of Michelle's. <laughs> I, think, I, think he, I think he thinks he's too good for West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he though? No, nah, he's, no, he's he, not. Nah, he, he, I, I think he, he, no one's better than the club they're at. But, exactly. But, but he, he, obviously he's ambitious. He's young, he's young. So he's ambitious and he, he wants to play at a club that's at least playing minimum Europa League. So I, I, I commend his ambition. I, I, I'm happy that he's at least... Commend his ambition, but then once he gets kicked out of the team and players like Brown today start um, showing up, kicking off, he certainly had a period where he he start, he scored I believe f- consecutively for five games I believe Browns, yeah. Browns, Browns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Browns yeah. so would, would what would uh, West Brom have done if Berahino wasn't there would would well, West Brom yeah. still be in the Premier League if well, Berahino wasn't there yeah yeah they didn't generally really struggle to stay yeah. up mm-hmm. but, um, just, it's just a case of the thing is about Berahino is he's got quality you've seen that uh-huh. that game against Chelsea especially he excelled in that one obviously Chelsea won the league and whatnot, but they didn't I won't say Chelsea relaxed. They still they didn't to, need to do anything. They didn't need anything. But, but he he took a, he took four advantage for that. He scored a very especially the first one was very very good. So he, he's got quality. He's he's probably gonna leave next season, not this season. I don't he see it this to, season. He he's injured now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's out of the young twenty one championship, which would be good experience for him. He'll be a he'll be a Spurs signing because I think obviously. he smells like a Spurs signing gone wrong. Like, no, no, like a Jose Perez. No, but they, they smell like they really they really want him because obviously Saldado they want to get rid of the Bayo. So yeah, I see that happening. Um, well, we what, need to talk about those two. Anyway, one, one issue uh, I, I do have with West Brom though is, if, I'm not sure if everybody knows, but they've recently released Mulumbu. Uh, oh yeah, well that, he's not really. Uh, I, the thing with. The thing I don't really get about that, him and Kani Jakob forged a fantastic partnership in the centre of the midfield, and it was solid. Maybe he was. For lack of anything else, it was solid. Maybe this. Maybe he just won't, didn't want to say. His contract's oh. run out. Maybe he just thought maybe I just want to move to something new. Thirteen for a, a Tony Pulis side, is that good? Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's keep, that's, that's Tony Pulis. Teams up. He keeps teams up. That's it. That's Tony Pulis. Nothing else. That's Tony Pulis. That's Pudis. all he does. He keeps teams up. Of course, that. Uh, um, could he improve? Do you think he wants to improve? He, he, he can improve, but he, 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 can, he, he, can, he wants to improve, but he can't improve. Well, how much further can West Brom go, really? Mm. 13th in the league, if you think about it, it really isn't that bad. So, there you go. That's West Brom. We're going to stick to a team with, the, with West in the name. That was really bad. I, I apologise for that. <laughs> West Ham United finished one point, um, not one point, one place ahead of them in 12th. With a manager who has a history of, of uh, being successful and staying up in the Premier League, how was their season? Did they play the West Ham way? The West Ham way, uh, I'll go on to it later. But um, <laughs> the first half of the season, they were unbelievable. They shocked a lot of teams. They shocked themselves because they started coming out with absolutely ridiculous statements of how well they could do the season. 
Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll yeah. saying if he win the league was a particular highlight. Yeah. But um, their second half of the season was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. I think this. Um, no, no, I, I won't say West Ham side believe they were hype, but when you have someone like um, Andy Carroll, I think in November, coming out and saying that the tower challengers, I think he's like, hey, I mean, did he, they were fifth. That's probably the highest. They were uh, tower challengers. They were not tower challengers, of course, but they had strikers in tower challenger form: Ella Valencia and Sacco. They were doing very well. Were in the forms they of were their doing lives. Very yeah, well. Forms yeah, of their they careers. They were doing also. very well, but the the, the, the levels in quality. The around the teams you're going to be competing with, if if Andy Carroll's going to come out and say, obviously they want, I think everyone knew they want to touch challenges, but yeah. it's quite clear. But if he's going to say something like that, I think he has to think twice about the kind Let's, of players he's to playing. To be completely honest, if you, the way they started, twelve is our underachievement. From from the way yeah, they yeah. started the season, they've dropped off dramatically. They, they've dropped off dramatically. I thought I thought you know what, they're not going to win the league, but if they can try and maintain a certain level of form, eighth. Minimum. They sh- eighth should, minimum. That's where they should have finished. Minimum. Finish but the they finished eight. 12th. And West Ham fans will look at that and be like, now, I w- I'm not going to full out criticise um, uh, Sam Allardyce because I think he's done a very good job for them regardless of where they finish. Mm-hmm. Overall, if you uh, um, analyse overall tenure at the club, I think he's done a very good job. But they need to push on to the next level if they want to... Because this has once been with West Ham for a very long time. Yeah. They've always been around that same sort of area where they're not going to get relegated. Lower to mid-table. Yeah, they're gonna really get really good, but they're not gonna go push into maybe European. This was spot. their chance. They've got Europa League through financial, not finance, through uh, fair, play. fair play. So yeah. yeah, so this is their chance now. If obviously they've signed the season early, so uh, they should just try and bolster the squad a lot more because they've got a good squad. They've they've and got a very questionable defense in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I, you've got you've got that Aaron Quest or good side, good very player, good, very good. Winston Reid, good player. They, they, it looks like they're gonna actually be able to keep hold of him, but. After project, so. them two, James Collins, Tom, uh, yeah, the, James Tompkins, James Tompkins and James Collins. Are James Irish. Collins, average, average they're not they're bad. Got, they're decent. Their yeah, right back is a right back's real issue for West Brom because after West Ham, West Brom, sorry, West Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say again. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, Carl Jenkins in the. He's not staying. He's not staying, but he's, he's had a stand-up. He's on Sunday. Was that on loan or permanent? Loan. So that that's something we will go into later day. I just I believe that West Ham need to spend quite a bit of money if they really want to keep Boss, this up. Well, in my opinion, just boss the defense and add one or two to midfield and one extra striker. And if they I really think, want, I think they'll be okay. If they really want to um, to go for their ambitions of being like a really good team about being an ambitious team, they can't be playing. And and sign a very good backup for Adrian because Adrian he's is a he's one of the very best keepers in the league he's one of the best he's very underrated I don't, yeah. I don't I, he's, he's getting more credit than he he's does. like definitely one of the top seven eight keepers in the league Adrian I believe yeah, yeah. but I think if they want to um, really head for their ambitions they, they can't really be playing Kevin Owen they can't really be playing Stuart Dowling they've got to take this season for Stuart Dowling as like him ending yeah. on the high like you know when Rio Ferdinand United the year before he should have like the year he should have retired a couple of years ago, the year before Moyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got they've got they've got play they've got good they've got good players they've got good players coming through. I think, teeth. I, think well, I think they've got a good foundation. But yeah, they've got they, a good foundation. They, they've, got, they've got Slavin Bilic coming now. And they've got Daniel Poyet coming they've through as well as a player. Daniel Poyet probably come through for twelve million. That's a decent signing. That's good midfield. Yeah. So just bolster the defense a bit, and then now you're in the Europa League. Just go for it. Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Well, West Ham aren't going to go down. Yeah, they might as well go on the European adventure. Yeah, but I don't think they will. I think they'll. I think they're going to use it 
as the excuse no, no, for failing. I, I trust. I trust. I trust Savin Bilic. I trust him. I trust him. I think. I think they'll go for it. So you don't think they will use it as an excuse no. if they do bad? Their fans. Their fans may use it as an excuse because they, oh well, well I play the time. Savin Bilic will say no. I want this competition. He's, a, he's an ambitious manager. I like him. He'll say you know I want to win this competition. And he's got, he, he'll look at his squad and say, you know what, I've got players that can potentially help me win this. How? Add a few more and we can get it. How well do you think they're going to do this season with Slava Village then? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go into that at a later date. This is... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> this was the um, first episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. My name is Cahill. Can, um, I, can I just say um, happy birthday to the greatest footballer I've ever seen ever and I think he is the best of all time with that Zidane. Happy birthday, legend. And uh, Patrick Vieira as well. That was Michael. The other guy is Darren. Hello. Um, that's three me four podcasts. Next week we will go and um. The guy said, the guy said hello at the end of the podcast. I know he said hello. <laughs> it was. It was All right. We'll wrap it up. Let us wrap it up. All right. I'm, Next week we're going to uh, into an. Yeah, you are an in-depth um, analysis of uh, the teams in the Premier League uh, before they start the new season. Once again, I thank you. I'm Cahill. That's Michael. And Darren, Freeman for a podcast. Just give us a listen. Why not?